<laughs> I always like to let it go a little uncomfortable in the beginning. All right, thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody. Once again to Road Stories, I'm your host, Marie Valeriano. Uh, we're off a week, so now we're back. Had a, a good week off, did a few podcasts. You can, uh, I'll post those up on the site. I did uh, the Hootenanny podcast. Anybody done that? Yes. Yeah. Have you done that, Hampton? Well, I know of it. It's okay. Scott Boxman. Yeah, Scott Boxman. That's a lot of fun if you like music and stuff. It's well done. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. And that'll be on Orny Adams' new podcast, My Crappy Week, in a couple of weeks, and I'll post that up there. But we're back here on Road Stories. Um, thanks a lot for all the great reviews on iTunes. They've been really great. So uh, I want to say uh, Vinegar Moon, I think, uh, gave a nice review. Have you ever heard of Vinegar Moon? Vinegar Moon, yeah. Yeah, they're going to really review work. So thank you very much. Uh, she gave us five stars. I'm assuming it's a she. Wow. I don't know. What do you think Vinegar Moon would be a she? You know, that's it's an interesting question. Yeah. Vinegar Moon. Yeah. Because it does, it does feel soft, but the vinegar just throws you off. Yeah. Like, vinegar Moon. Moon. <laughs> moon is not really a masculine thing. Yeah. I'm going to Anyway, thanks, Vinegar Moon, and sorry if you're a dude. Uh, <laughs> I'm not Vinegar Moon if you're listening. <laughs> uh, also, uh, shirts are, uh, shirt, got a new order of shirts in, t-shirts in, so you can go to marievaleriano.com forward slash shop. And uh, put in your order there, and uh, all proceeds go to feeding these comics, as you know. And uh, you guys will be leaving with a t-shirt today. Perfect. If you do a good job. Can I have <laughs> There's a follow-up. <laughs> um, and I think that's it. Give us a like. Uh, Facebook page. We got the Facebook page up. Go ahead and give us a like over there. I post uh, uh, schedules of comics we've been on. I post sets. Um, a lot of clips from the late night shows. A couple of clips from today's show will be going up there with the comics I have on. And uh, links to albums of other people and DVDs and stuff like that. So give us a like on the Facebook page. Don't be a douche. Okay, here we go. We're uh, <laughs> we're here today with some uh, good comics, as always. I'm going to start uh, across the across the seat from me. Very funny comedian I met uh, working on MTV's Ridiculousness this past year. Hi. Hi, Hampton Yout. Hi. Is it Yout? Uh, Yunt. Yeah, is it Yunt? This is how my family pronounces it. Wow. And recently, this is not boring, uh, this is not uh, interesting, like funny, but uh, we traced it back recently and it was like, oh, it's Germanic and it really is like J-U-N-D-T, like Yunt. Like, oh, geez. So it really is actually closer to being uh, pronounced like that. Okay. So ha- Sampton Junt. 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 I like to say Yunt. It sounds like a wood chipper. Yunt. Does it sound like a wood chipper? A what? Wood chipper. I get it. Go, do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Total wood chipper. Right when the wood hits. This yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Jim Carrey stand up. I just do not get what? it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, my name sounds like a sound effect. Wood chipper stuff. Uh, wood chipper humor. I just don't go for it. Uh, you're not ready for it. You're not ready for the wood Who chipper stuff. Who in the audience stuff. has a hard in in their name? Come on upstage. Let me riff for an hour. <laughs> and it's just a guy whose name is the N word. Just <laughs> like, that's the hardest N. That's the hardest one to do right that's now. That's the hardest one. And uh, on your site, we can get your album is that correct yes uh it's uh free with uh donations accepted uh-huh it's, uh hamptonyunt.com mm-hmm. and it's uh what's the name of the cd it's called unbearable <laughs> <laughs> or you should spell the yunt though i think hampton yunt y-o-u-n-t y-o-u-n-t yeah. dot com it's true sorry i didn't think of that no, that's why i'm here 
<laughs> Want to make sure you get that right. Well, I'll see you guys oh, later. Who's that voice? <laughs> who's that character? Uh, watch the left turn. I'm going to go over here. Ah, I like it. I like it. The guy who hasn't been talking. The guy who hasn't been talking. Doesn't like to be told what to do on his own podcast. That's right. I run this, I run this bitch. <laughs> to my left, uh, very funny comedian. I've been working with on and off her in Los Angeles for the last couple of years, huh? Yeah, we did the... Room, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a, a show in Beverly Hills that we used to do, and uh, he's a writer for Conan O'Brien. Uh, fourth, four Letterman spots? Uh, five. Oh, oh well. Uh, five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look at me. Okay. <laughs> last one was just a few months ago, right? Uh, last spring, I guess? Yeah, okay. well, actually, about a year ago. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Right. Uh, Brian Kiley, yeah. very funny Brian Kiley. Thank you for joining. Thanks for I'm glad me. you came in last minute. I appreciate the... Uh, the last minute fill-in? That's yeah, appreci- no, I appreciate idea. the rally, and I've been wanting to get right. you on, and Hampton was driving me crazy, not returning my email, so I'm like, Sorry. I should get a... I'm really bad at that. Mm. Like, it's okay. you and uh, this other group I'm working with right now. It's like, they just... Now all their emails are like, why won't you return me? <laughs> <laughs> and I just look at those and go, I wish I just could. And you look at them and you don't return them? Do you have a disease? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just kind of go, well, they know that I'm bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's their own fault. <laughs> it's you've established it. Yeah, they exactly. should know. Asserting dominance. Yeah. And then the uh, the elusive voice, the voice we don't know, the mysterious <laughs> voice. Um, hot off his Conan appearance. I would say hot off. That was like two weeks ago, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Killer two set. weeks ago. Yeah. Brian Kiley was there. You guys are very nice. Yeah. Thank you. Destroyed. My wife loved it. Oh, she perfect. Great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rory Scoville joins us. Thank you Am for I having me. That, right? that is correct. Scoville. It's pronounced Yunt. Um, no matter what, and no matter what letters are used, it's always Yunt. My dad likes you so much. Bro. Yeah. Well, we have the same last name. Uh, my best friend growing up in high school is named Rory. Yeah. There's very few Rorys. Yeah. Rory McHugh. I guess it's like actually. A um, kind of name. Is it? It's an Irish. Come back. Rory. Rory. Come back in. I think uh, I've, I, I meet very few Rorys. Yeah. Is it an Irish name? I want to say Scottish or Irish. I think it probably works for both, but I don't even know. Well, the Rory I knew was Rory McHugh, and you don't get much Irish, more Irish right. than that, unless you're drunk and beating your wife. I mean, come on. <laughs> As us Rorys often do. Irish, like yeah. throw a beer. <laughs> I do think about Brian. Uh, uh, where did you, you get started, Brian? Uh, I started in Boston, Mass. Yeah, and uh, I start started on Lenny Clark's show. Oh, Lenny uh, Clark used to host a open mic. Oh, it wasn't the Chinese restaurant show. Yes. It was. Nice. Oh, tell us about yeah, that. Yeah yeah, 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 that's legendary. It is. It's actually featured in the Fran Salamita movie. Oh yeah. Um, Some, uh, why am I blanking? When stand up. When stand up stood out. Thank you. And uh, Lenny Clark. I was in college, and Lenny Clark hosted the show on Wednesday. He was hugely popular, mm-hmm. and he he was very profane, but a very witty, quick-witted guy, and he had this knack of whipping a crowd up into a frenzy, <laughs> like I've never seen. Like, usually when you talk about somebody working the crowd, they're saying, oh, what do you do for a living, and it's yeah. that kind of thing. No, he would get them to be one group, and he would whip them up where they would want to go out and commit a felony together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's this kind great. of amazing thing, and... The shows were really outrageous, and he would smoke pot on stage sometimes. Right, and he got arrested on stage one time. Oh, wow. for what? It, it was it was actually like a it was kind of a. 
prank. Oh, okay. But he, like a real cop came in and arrested <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and the crowd didn't know what was going on, including me. It was like, holy shit. Um, and, you know, every once in a while, like a fight would break out. You know, it was this kind of outrageous room. And, um, and you know, here I was in college, and so it was really like, holy shit, this is show business. Whatever it was. You yeah. Know? Um, but it was really cool. Then, you know, Stephen Wright would stop in, or you'd have, you know, it was kind of a uh, an amazing scene. And it was it was in the back of a Chinese restaurant or the basement or yeah, it was. In, and what was it called? Like the Ding the Dong, Ding Ho, Ding Ho, the Ding Ho. Yeah, and, and there was just a lot of great comics there. Who was the? Uh, wasn't there a comic that uh, smacked a guy upside the head with a guitar? Oh, that wasn't there. That, that wasn't there. No, no. That oh, wasn't there. I that, that was. Have you seen, you've seen that oh, video? Yeah. yeah. I think every. I think if you, once you become a comic. It's like you have to, it's like you're taken into a room and they show you that video. <laughs> it's like eight millimeter. This can happen. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's because of that and, video I got into yes. stand up. I wanted to just beat up Violence. <laughs> and we're always rooting for the guy. Like, what the, yeah. like, like, I don't even play the guitar, but I've, I've had that fantasy too. Yeah. El Cabong. <laughs> have, you, have you ever had anybody charge you on stage? You're so likable and passive um, on stage, I would find that. No, I haven't. You know, I've had some ugly incidents that seem like it could get, you know, something could happen here. But I've actually had a couple of incidents where somebody was heckling me and somebody else in the crowd beat the guy up. Oh, oh really? Wow, yeah. that's yeah. great. That that's least, how likable you are on stage. <laughs> that happened at least two different times. Like there was one guy, was this, this room in Quincy? There was this room called the Naughty Pine that was this pizza place, and it had booths. So people would go in, like the stage would be here, and some people would be like just looking over their shoulders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess it's more of a visual, it's not really helping this. But it was such a shitty room, and I remember when my wife and I were first dating, it was a Friday night, and I was working there, and she was supposed to go out with her friend, and she called me, she's like, oh, my friend canceled, whatever, so can I come to your show? And I was like, oh, shit, like I was here to <laughs> So she comes, and we're sitting there at the bar before the show, and she's like, where's the room? Where's the room? <laughs> <laughs> I've got some news for you. And it was such You're a shitty room. right now. <laughs> one time the guy, the other guy was late and I'm on stage and I had to stretch and do like, you know, mm. plus, you know, you've got like 20 minutes and you have to do 50 minutes, you know, it's like that yeah. kind of thing. And I ordered a beer on stage and I had to pay for my beer in front of the crowd. <laughs> take, it was like a dollar fifty and take out my wallet. <laughs> like, and even the crowd was like, oh, this is kind of you know. Um, wow, dollar fifty for a beer yeah. though. I mean, yeah. Yeah, really I latched on I was like thinking that too. I was like, that's a great oh, deal. That, that's a good deal. Who, book, who books that? Yeah. <laughs> is this still going? What was what got me started on that? Why was the Um Oh oh somebody oh, so, somebody okay, defending so you? I kept haggling me. And it was one of these things like I had my heckler lines and I'm bashful. And then this guy got pissed off and was yelling at the heckler. And that guy mouths off to the he- that guy and he's like, okay. And he takes off his jacket and was like, oh shit, Ooh. this guy's. <laughs> he didn't oh have, man. He didn't have lines. And he literally, <laughs> he literally yeah. chased him out of there and chased him down ah. the street. <laughs> <laughs> so. I would travel with that guy after that yeah, point. Oh, on. Yeah. It was wow. Pretty, and, I, and then there was another time too that somebody. Got beat. Somebody who had I, had a, <laughs> I had an audience member like defend me to another audience member. Oh yeah, got really upset. But there was no fight. But it was like I mean I don't know why. It's maybe it's like you just bring it out of people. Like <laughs> either they hate you or they just love you. Right. But it, the guy who was angry at me was like an eighty year old man, <laughs> and then the guy who defended me was like a sixty five year old man who stood up and was like, 
Because the 80 year old guy was like, You are the filthiest person I have ever heard. <laughs> and it literally, that was one of the cleanest shows I've ever done. But I said uh, the F word once. And uh, in not even like, mm. Oh, I'm fucking someone. It was right. like, Who gives a fuck? Like right. something like right, that. Sure. He goes, He was shaking. He was really mad. And he had a hat that said, Proud to be an American. And he was wearing a shirt that said, Proud to be an American. And I said, uh, I, said I take it you're a Democrat. And he got really like, shaking. <laughs> and then, uh, Yeah. And then the table behind him, the guy stood up and goes, Hey, this is a rated R show, motherfucker. So just shut the fuck up. Like, he. That's 65 yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I talked to that guy after the show. He was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so cool to do that. Like, you know, my what, dad what, would not do that. <laughs> like, you know. What did his shirt say? Uh, it was a guy playing polo on <laughs> 65, 65 and 85, man. What are you playing nursing homes? What are you? It was, uh, it was basically, I mean, really? it's not a golf course. Oh, yeah. And, uh, it, so the, all the crowd was older. Mm-hmm. And the, <laughs> it was kind of hysterical. The MC was like, oh, God, uh, he was probably closer to 60. Mm-hmm. The, the feature was like 45. And then I was the headliner. I'm 28. <laughs> nice. And like, I was like, you guys really need figure out your career <laughs> i don't know what you've done in the past but it was kind of weird because the future was also trying to like kind of uh, big league me a little bit where he's like yeah i've been you know working all over and like yeah i'm best friends with like brett garrett and just like said all this weird stuff that i didn't ask you know like sure, we sure. were just making polite conversation and so it was like it was a real hell kick <laughs> 80s kind of late to break into heckling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He no, thought that through. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was what an odd time. He was a uh, he fought in World War II. I think that came out, or it might have been Vietnam. What am I saying? But the interesting thing about <laughs> Vietnam. Eight years old were you around in World War II? Uh, what, fight, how long? Oh, what was this? World War II is yes. This event happened. I guess that would be like a year and a half. So eighty, he probably maybe Korea. Yeah, yeah. Because my dad was in World War Two. Yeah, in Korea. Yeah, very clean mouths in Korea too. Not a lot of swearing during that during that police <laughs> action. Yeah, them out of their faces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was that Christian war. Actually, yeah, I remember that. I remember that one. Thing just to make him upset, which is that I I promised him, I was like, well, I pro- like I don't want you to have a bad night. I knew that they paid kind of a bit at the country club to see the show. I was like, I don't want to make you upset. And then um, I was like, I swear it'll be a clean show. And then like a moment pause and then be like, so I'm fucking my girlfriend. Like, I and there was no joke. I don't have a joke, but I just said it to looking at him. Like, yeah, you have to. Said it. And, uh, he then went, ah, damn it. And like punched the table yeah. and like the drink went like, ping. Like, <laughs> and he stayed the rest of the show because I don't think it, I think it would have hurt him more to get up and move. Oh, yeah. He would have felt like he lost. He would have been really slow leaving, I think, because uh, he seemed kind of. Oh yeah, I guess I did. I guess I didn't factor that in. So he would have he would have heard the whole bit anyway. So he might as well just. <laughs> took him so long to get out. Yeah. What about you? Any fights on anything, Rory? I don't know uh, why we started off on fights. It's such a violent. No, it's a, it's a it's a yeah, it's a weird thing. But no, I don't I don't think I've ever had really any. I've had the people you know come up close to the stage mm-hmm. to say something like a drunk woman or oh, yeah, yeah. something. But there was never there was never a time where I felt like I was going to be physically threatened i think that's that whole like trying to uh divert <laughs> some sort of vi- like i mean if there were ever i have been heckled by someone who's like a giant guy like in at the stress factory i went on stage and some guy had heckled me and this guy was huge and i just immediately established we we're all well aware this guy could kill me right right and then i just ripped into him and it was almost like because i said 
that guy can beat me up. He almost was like, all right, now you can make fun of me. Like, but, but before, I had to be like, he, he wanted the whole room to know, yeah. I can kill that guy. And like, you, you would look and easily go, well, of course you can. Yeah. Everyone was like, yeah, right. And You wanted to get that out there. Yeah. <laughs> I found like sort of like, and for some reason, that diverts sure. certain yeah. personalities, for they sure. don't have anything to prove. It's like you gave him like the book report of what would happen. Like, you're like, right. oh, you yeah. beat me up. You'd kill me. Yeah. And then they're like, all right. Then yeah. Like, all right. All right. I, I never give up the... I mean, that was something I learned early on was never giving uh, the microphone to anybody. Like, one of my, probably my second or third time on stage in D.C., mm-hmm. I was just doing some jokes before this guy played acoustic guitar covers. And I was asking him if I could do some jokes. And he was like, yeah. And this girl was so wasted right next to me wanting the microphone. And I was just so... I, and I, it wasn't like I didn't give her the microphone because I knew that would be a bad idea. I was just so like frozen, shocked by what was happening that eventually when she went and sat down, I was like, all right, well, now we're going to have some music. And I just got out of the way. And that musician that night was like, no matter what you do ever, never, ever give anybody that microphone. Wow. I was like... All right, I'm gonna totally remember that. Yeah, he had experience. I think he's probably playing covers in so many bars. He's had to deal with the drunk women wanting to sing Hotel Uh, California. Yes, I wonder if they're yes wanting to play the violin. I can sing the violent femmes. Play the violent femmes. I want to sing it. You play all sing. If there's ever been a time that like a drunk woman who wants the microphone at the performance, like if she ever actually had something really important to say, like it actually would have like there's gas leaking in the building. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Oh well, good. Like, oh well, thank God someone let her talk for a second. We'd be dead. <laughs> I, I went and saw a friend of mine at a. Uh, he was doing it was some kind of a charity thing, and it was like, it was I think it was like this was a few years ago. And it was like against the war or whatever, and so all these people were getting up. And my friend had funny stuff, but it was also very political against the war and whatever. And then one guy got up who was a lawyer and just read this thing, and there's just this din of noise, everything, whatever. <laughs> And the show ended, and this guy walked on stage and started talking, and you could hear a pin drop, and then you realize this is just some homeless guy who wandered in off the street and started <laughs> talking to them. But it was so interesting with all the performers on, people are talking, there's a layer of noise underneath. <laughs> yeah. And this guy comes on, everyone's riveted. Yeah. Like, no, this is an insane person. <laughs> 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 oh. And I was talking to my friend the next day, and I was like, you did the best. Well, second best. The, the guy. Yeah, the, <laughs> you can't beat that. Yeah. The, the one and out guy. The yeah. guy who'll never do it ever again. Crushed. <laughs> you know who was really good? Professor Bubbles. Yeah. He was that, really he was good. Like, that thing yeah. about the tinfoil hat? Oh, yeah. man. He was one for one, and he retired. He, he was like the Harper Lee of comedy. <laughs> yeah, he could have nailed it, and then that was that. He, no, was, when he that. talked about having sex with a blockbuster, <laughs> I was riveted. And it, and it went on for like 10 or 15 minutes. It wasn't like just like a couple minutes of, oh, wait a minute. It was like this long, just, you know. That makes me miss the open mic days. What kind of, did you guys start on open mic? You guys came up in D.C.? Right? Mm-hmm. Hampton? Yeah. yeah. What, did, were the, did you start on the open mic scene? Oh. Well, I don't yeah. know any other By the way, way. Sure, how about that for a segue? Huh? Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, nice. We the open mics. Speaking <laughs> of open mics. Hey. Uh, what, so what, D.C.? I, I don't know any clubs in, in D.C. Uh, What's, what well, I started out at Wiseacres. Well, actually, uh, in Virginia Tech, there was like a road place there. I did okay. some sets. And then I quit college because I was like, oh, comedy. Let's do that. And uh, uh, yeah, I went to Wiseacres. You're familiar with Wiseacres. Yeah, yeah. Rory. And uh, they had like, you know, open mics, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, 
good, a lot better than anything out here in, in DC. It's, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, in DC. I mean, Weisiger's was in Virginia, um, so it was a bit of a drive if you lived in DC. Well, not like awful. I drove but, an hour and a half out, and then an hour and a half back. Every yeah, day for five years. Oh, but wow. it was the. That was the only like comedy club though that had a open mic. Like the DC Improv uh, yeah, doesn't have like really an open mic or anything. And that's so so none of them really do. Well, there's there's one going on here in LA. Oh, there's one at Melrose, right? Saturdays or something. Oh, is that an open yeah. mic? They keep the tradition alive here. Oh, okay, but I like Irvine and Brea. None of those places I don't have know one. What they yeah. Do. yeah. I remember working in Rochester, and they had a open mic after the show on Thursdays. So it would start at like ten o'clock or ten thirty, and I remember. You know, there's 12 guys to go up or whatever, and the first guy walked the entire crowd. <laughs> the entire crowd. Uh, so that was the show. That was it. <laughs> what? Numbers 2 through 12. Sorry. Yeah. What could he have possibly have said? You know what I hate? Crowds. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I have? A gun. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a he offended them. I think he was just so bad that everyone was like, uh, okay. "Everyone's like, oh, the whole show will be there. Show's yeah. done. Yeah. Show's done." But did you get like? Because I know on the open mic scene out here, when I was starting out, it was just you. You would have guys who wanted to be comedians, mm-hmm. uh, guys who were actors who thought they could be comedians, sure. and then homeless people. Yeah. yeah. And oh, I, really? did you have that? Oh There's yeah. A bunch oh, crazy. Oh, going on? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could just sign up and they would just go on and. Oh. There's nothing more powerful than just an open sheet of paper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we we had it pretty lucky in in DC in the terms that there was a Luff shows, but also everybody at those shows, you didn't have anyone that was doing it because they wanted to be an actor. Everybody wanted to be a comic. And then also. Every now and then, and not too often, you did definitely get like the crazy person who mm-hmm. wandered in. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. most of them were even trying to kind of really like emulate like the golden age of stand up more than anything. Like, yeah, they were trying to do like super thoughtful stuff yeah, for the yeah. most part, but then the, the, but it's also that kind of like oh, it's inspired. Like it's so simple, it's actually inspired. Like Rob Mayer's like incredible. He's really fun to watch. Yeah, um, but it's also like his subject matter is you know pretty simple. Uh, but I think that's what he genuinely loves. But then I started smiling because I remember like Tom Flood and like, do you remember him? Like no. the guy who's like crazy. Like he he did come to the mics and he just would like rant about like something that he saw in the parking lot. But he was like genial. With, uh, mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? Congenial with his uh, it wasn't like angry ranting. He was right. just like, "There's something in the parking lot. You all have to see. It's very interesting." And like I just looked at it for a while. It was a dog, but the dog didn't look back at me. Like he would just. Keep it's almost like talking. performance art. Yes. Yeah. What I like is that he's that. I love that he's that he's like that level of crazy, but not so far gone to the point where he's like. And then that dog wasn't looking. Oh, I'm getting the light. So I gotta go. All right, folks. Thanks so much. They're giving me the wrap ups. So that's my time. Yeah, like he's, he's he's still attached enough to know. Oh, I gotta get off. There's other performers. Oh, anyway, I'm gonna be working. It was never the same bit. It was always something new. Oh yeah, I just loved it. It was so much fun to watch. When I was when I was first at, at Thirty Rock in in New York with the show, there was this homeless guy across the street who was one of these guys who just rant about homosexuals and he had you know and had this biblical reference or whatever and he would stand there for a couple of hours every day. And then I just remember one time I was going out for lunch and I see him and he kind of stopped mid-rant and he looked at his watch and he just put his sign under his arm and had to go like, oh, okay, I gotta be somewhere now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so 
Wiley Coyote. Yeah. Out. yeah. He's like, where are you going? Like, I had no. Yeah. Well, like, an intense appointment. I got. Or what if it's like, even in his job, it's like super hip. He's like, oh, a bunch of college buddies doing a happy hour tonight, and you're like, oh, right. <laughs> at six o'clock, he flips over the sign, and then he's like, gay people are great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a quota. It's a time. He has, he has, he's impartial. He doesn't. Yeah. Hey, I'm just the voice for the opinions. Yeah. I just get paid. I just take the paychecks. <laughs> so what kind of, were there a lot of clubs in DC at the, when did, no, you guys came up around 90. the same time, like what, nine, in the 90s? No, it was, uh, I started in oh. 2004. Okay. Oh, really? You started yeah. in I started in, in, in the spring of 2004, and at that time it was a good, like, volume of comics in like DC. And then, yeah. It was like 2005. Oh, wow. I, I don't think we met for a while. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't even really go into DC for a while, because I was still just like, enamored with wiseacres and like just like local stuff in virginia and then yeah it took a bit for me even to go to the dc improv just to go watch right i didn't so i never really went out to because that was two hour drive you know, to go i think that's there. how i was with like because there were so many there was enough shows during the week to get on so i never went out to wiseacres so and you a lot of people coming up and i think it's probably still that way a lot of young comics in dc they're just starting out do not actually get a lot of club experience um oh, yeah. which I don't necessarily think is a, I don't know, maybe it's a good or bad thing. I don't really know, sure, but sure. It, there definitely isn't that opportunity. The DC Improv used to have a competition and they might still do it where every month, you know, 10 people competed for the best comic that month. Mm-hmm. And then they would do a, like a 12 month championship show. I and if you won that, that you kind of, <laughs> yeah. And then it? you, you I never, I just won a monthly thing. Uh, okay. You won <laughs> the, like, you won the big I thing? I won the year one in uh, 2008. And isn't it something like a trip out here or I, like, that you, was my first trip out to LA and I met yeah. a bunch of people and that's what, further like i was like nice. oh i'll move out to la when i finally what yeah. did you, what did you win a trip to la a trip to la and like a weekend uh, like a uh, i think just mc stuff at the improv like twice they really and then just they a... were kind to me after that and they you know would tell me like mc stuff and host the lounge or like run shows in the lounge yeah they didn't even give you a feature though i mean dude that's the that's the well featuring there is pretty difficult but the problem with uh, dc is like you can be doing it for nine years yeah and not get to feature yet oh really like well just because it's so there's so much traffic going through because there's just no need like all the headliners seem to be bringing yeah yeah are they local guys or are they people from the road the headliners there. Oh, uh, oh, the headline, the DC Improv. Yeah, it's all people from uh, like LA and New York. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost never. That maybe book Aaron Jackson now because she got Ellen DeGeneres and she mm-hmm. shot some other stuff. But she's like the only local person who will headline yeah. a regular weekend thing that I, I've seen in the last. I think they I think uh, they're starting to let more and more people do that. But it is definitely. It was like even if you won that monthly thing. At least when I did it, that got you an MC gig at the mm-hmm. club. So that used to be like the price, which at that time sure. was a perfect like oh, yeah. reward so for doing it. But people do kind of kill themselves still. Yeah, be like five years of like. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Allison won't book me. What am I gonna do? And it's just like I just go like, you know, what does it matter if one person doesn't like you? Like, yeah, move I, else. I like, think in also when you start getting on the road too, though, you start to realize that that isn't uh, necessarily. You're like, oh, it, you yeah. finally realize, yes. oh, there's actually so many clubs that you yeah, never, yeah. Sure. you don't think about because you don't have access to them. And why would you? You just like started, so of course you wouldn't know. Oh, there's actually a ton of rooms. But we were, like I say, we were lucky because there were a lot of comics putting a, together. I was gonna say, shows. are there a bunch of alternative? Rooms of, outside, yeah, like a lot or, of coffee shops, yeah, a lot of yeah. bar shows. It was a really good time when we were there. I yeah, I really do look back on the the quality of the performers that came out mm-hmm. of there. I'm like, those are all really good people. 
And everybody that ran a show ran it very seriously. Mm-hmm. So when you got a good crowd in there, mm-hmm. those that, those crowds, a lot of times because the shows were free, yeah. there's some pretty good shows. Like Dr. Dreamos was a place on Wednesday nights that mm-hmm. was just... It just got more and more Dr. popular. Dreamos. Yeah, it was just a it was a bar, a unique looking bar mm-hmm. that had crazy decorations and like three different levels. On the mid level like was just an a Applebee's, giant, just crazy. It was a sled. <laughs> it actually was a little Applebee's ish. <laughs> but on that middle level was just like uh, like four pool tables in this giant room, and the bar would be like, yeah, for two hours you can shut down this entire room, and mm-hmm. there's a stage where they would have Which bands. Is like their main fun room, and so it, was, it was yeah nice of them to do that. And that show, by its end, was getting like a hundred people, like a mm-hmm. full yeah. big room. And it's an open mic. And then they carried it on with Rerop. But like that was kind of the brilliant thing towards when I left in DC is getting to do two uh, shows a night, like mm-hmm. fifteen minute spots. And open mics in DC, bare minimum ten audience members mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, anything less than that, they'd be like, let's just not do it. Right, right. And uh, and then two shows in that week would be like hundred plus people, and they're all open mics, but like. They were full of people, so I feel like it was a really good time to just get a lot of good stage experience. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if I like the way you say "open mic." Why? You say, say it again. Open mic. Well, now you said it normal, but you're saying "open mic." Open mic. Yeah, I think it's open mic. <laughs> Oppenheimer. It's like, I think it's open mic. Open mic. I literally yeah, say it do again. Not know what's happening? Say it again. <laughs> open mic. <laughs> I feel like that's such a perfect way to mess with somebody. Open mic. <laughs> just go, hmm, you're saying that weird. Hello. <laughs> say hello. Weird. I usually say hello. <laughs> but I well, guess, like, open know. mic. I had a friend. Who, it was very hopeful the way you were saying, yeah. open mic. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think because I attach good, uh, good memories. Yeah, to I think that's what it is. I had a friend in high school who listened to Iron Maiden, but he pronounced it Iron Maiden. And what? At you don't even. No, I hear the I hear the rhythm you're you're doing. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Yeah. So we put the Iron emphasis Maiden. on Iron Maiden. You're putting the emphasis on open. Open mic. Iron Maiden. That's actually a cool guy. I like the guy who would say. That. I think that's a different Iron band. Iron Maiden. Like, open mic. Oh, it's a robot. <laughs> open mic and Iron Maiden are two yeah. different bands. Or I am, I am a human. <laughs> yeah. Tonight at the open mic. Iron Maiden. <laughs> at the open mic. Open. Mic. At the open mic. Open mic. <laughs> When did, uh, Brian, when did you move from Boston to New York? Uh, well, I actually, well, when I started working at Conan, I, it was... By the way, can I say, uh, Brian's been with Conan since day one, am I uh, right? I, no, I started after six months. So oh, okay. Been, I, say, I think that's still that's close still enough. That's still day one. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's uh, day yeah, one. Wonderful. Anytime in that first year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've been with them 18 years. So that's great. Years yeah, uh, that's awesome. So it's, um... 18 years of not having to look like for a job. Not just <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty weird. But, that's great. Um, well, it, and initially, like, the show was very shaky in the beginning. So, my, and my wife had this, my wife was a VP of a company in mm-hmm. Boston. So, they let me work from home one or two days a week, and I went to New York the other days. Oh, okay. So, I did that for a long time, because, you know, I had these 13-week contracts, and... It was also like, you know, I was afraid, well, this was supposed to be, this was supposed to be a writer's strike. And then, you know, and then, and then we moved to New York and then there was, <laughs> so it was like, you quit a job and all, like, I was, you know, you were afraid the show was going to get canceled and all that stuff. And it was very, you know, in the beginning, people don't realize how shaky the show, like, like now, you know, he's been on for so long, but yeah. you know, it was like, he was replacing David Letterman, who's this legend and mm-hmm. nobody knew who Conan was. And one, one day the accountant came in. She goes, okay, you guys have a TV, two computers. 
And my friend's like, oh, she's taking inventory. We must be going off the air. So the rumor spread. They had to call a meeting and go, no, they take inventory once a year. Not going <laughs> every year. But every day you'd be reading the paper of... You know the the daily, you know the the New York Post, the Daily News, whatever of who's going to replace Conan. Right. And it was very scary to be like, hey, that's my job. You're talking about. <laughs> right. It sucks having to go through the newspapers to write jokes about topical stuff. And, and then like, see oh, that. and I'll be losing my job tomorrow. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Kylie has AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> it's what my friend Richie Richie Keen. Yeah, Richie Keen, who uh, was a comic, and uh, now he's a director. He's directing the new Garfunkel and Oates thing on Showtime and does a lot of Dimitri stuff. He was an a intern. Oh, really? Yeah. First yeah, year yeah. of Conan in New York, and he said everybody, according to him, he's like, everybody was just like, any day now. <laughs> any day. <laughs> throwing gum against walls. Yeah. Just yeah, kinder balls in the bathroom, the whole nine yards. So, with the threat of like the show kind of always being canceled or, say, like replaced, we do you feel like that? I'm just kind of surprised it didn't like lead you guys into apathy, where you're just like, well, they want to get rid of us, so why are we busting our asses to make, mm. you know, a great show? I mean, that's certainly one way you could have gone with it. Yeah, it I, seems I, like it just made you guys better. Well, it's I, yeah, I, that's a good question. I don't know. It it um, you know, we just kept trying to do the best we could and and keep going, and and it was kind of like he's like, well, we just here until they shut the lights off, so. right? Um, but it was, and then it was funny. Then when we did get canceled with the tonight, whatever, I mean, mm-hmm. that t- took us totally by surprise. So yeah. After all that, you know, <laughs> it seemed like the least likely thing. Yeah. To yeah. So that, that was, moment. you know, I was like, now, did you go on tour with them? Uh, I didn't. I wrote for the tour. And okay. Had, um, Tell our listeners in case they don't know about the tour what was yeah, going on. Yeah. So what happened was after after the whole Tonight Show debacle, there we, we, it was kind of a nightmare and. One of the things with NBC was he wasn't allowed on television for six months or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's a super smart guy, and he did a thing where he went on Twitter and started his Twitter account, and his Twitter account is like five million uh, followers or whatever. And then he went on tour, and he had never, you know, he's, he didn't come from the world of stand-up. He came from the TV writing. But he went on tour for the first time, and he had the band came with him, and we wrote the show for him. And... He did like 40 dates or something mm-hmm. like that and went around the country and went to Canada and different parts of the country and it kind of kept his name out there and kept the sh- interest in the show and it was um, I think it was like the legally prohibited from television <laughs> tour yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was good for us that we got to meet and write some stuff for him and, and you know, um, make some money and and uh, just kind of feel like, okay, we're still doing something here. And, yeah. and, and I have to say, like, the Team Coco support was kind of insane. And that really kind of... Yeah. Because it was, a, you know, suddenly you move your family across the country and you buy, a, you know, whatever. And then you're suddenly like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it was just, well, you know... He fought for you guys, didn't he? Like, in the whole settlement with The Tonight Show? Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he's, it, that was, was a little bit more of the staff. Like, the writers, we kind of had our own contract like we uh-huh. all had our own sort of separate deals with nbc oh right so he kind of took care of the people who had not like who was suddenly cut off right who didn't have anything and the writers we were you know we were in a better situation yeah, he made yeah. so many like just he, it, like he became the hero of so many comedians oh, yeah. when he did yeah. that like yeah. that kind of stuff you're just like this guy does not ever like fuck up he's <laughs> always great i just watched that documentary it's uh it's great so good. Uh, what did you guys can't think stop of that? 
Good. I thought it was good. Yeah, oh, I liked it. I have to say, he, I mean, it's, we know what he's like off stage and behind the scenes and all that stuff. So, you know, he's an incredibly hilarious guy and he's funny every day. It's kind of amazing. Like, you never see him have a bad, you know. Right. And I feel like, you know, I'll say something funny and then I'll take a couple months off. <laughs> and that thing in January, that was pretty good. You know? But he just is so consistently hilarious. It's it's amazing. And but he's also like he does a lot of ball busting and stuff like that, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. But it's a little bit of a meaner side <laughs> than what he shows on the air. And I didn't know. I knew that side of him, but I didn't right. know how other people who did. I I had some friends who told me I should see the documentary, and that's what they said. They're like, "Ah, oh, some parts he he seems like he's you know kind of a dick." <laughs> but I watched it. I honestly, and I was try I wasn't trying to look at it like you know I wasn't trying to have a biased opinion like no he sure, isn't. I was sure. kind of like, all right, maybe I will see something that'll make me cringe just because of the guy I know sure, from sure. the but show. But if he's a douche, I'm not doing his show. <laughs> that's but <laughs> either way, I'm in. Um, <laughs> but watching it, I could tell the parts that people probably were thinking he, he seemed like a jerk but it's also like well this guy's putting a show together like there will be moments where you're like hey guys i need that sound checked or you like you get a little on edge i was kind of surprised how much work he does oh yeah, yeah. where i was like he could get way worse than he even oh, yeah. does it's like this is someone who actually maintains it and when he was better like, than most he would, like jokingly like you know uh insult somebody i was like Oh my, like, that's, it's, I prefer my friends to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I really love. Well, he seemed like he did that to people he was very close to. And I always get a kick love this ones. stuff. You know, when you're in a meeting and you go, I've got an idea. And he'll go, <laughs> call Ripley's. You know, <laughs> yeah. I always just think that's yeah. funny. I'm yeah. Like, oh, we hurt my feelings. It's like, well, give me a break. It's endearing, I yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I always got a kick at it. And oh, I, I it. you know, not everyone feels, you know, but. Hmm. I don't know. I I just think he's hilarious. Well, that's great. Yeah. yeah I I was I one thing I thought was interesting uh when uh he would have to interact with so many people before and after the show and I was watching it with a, a high school buddy of mine and he said he watching like the post show interactions he goes, "Oh, that must get annoying." And I was like, "Here's how annoying that is." I was like, "See how much interaction he's doing with people after a show. Divide that by 1 million." And that's what I do after a show. And that's annoying. Yeah. I was like, so now if you multiply that by a million, I was like, I, in that position, would go insane. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you, like, I, I do see some stuff with him where I'm like, thank God I didn't make it because he, you know, yeah. like, you just see the celebrity stuff that. Yeah. I remember one time I was doing a show in Martha's Vineyard and you're on this island, so you're kind of, it's your time. <laughs> it's like so Mad we, Max. You're worried. <laughs> you're never gonna get back so we do the show, and the show's great, whatever. And then the next day, I'm waiting for the ferry. I'm just sitting there at the dock. I'm reading a book, waiting for the ferry to come. And some guy comes and snatches the book out of my hand. He's like, oh, what a comedian's read. Like, he had been the show the night before and felt like he knew me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a comedian's read. Oh, whatever. And it was like... I was shocked. Wow. I was just totally shocked. And I think, you know, this is what famous people go through a thousand times a day, every yeah. day. And you get little glimpses of that and you're like, oh, that's going to suck. <laughs> I would hate that. Yeah. Yeah. The worst it was Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a comedian's... Oh, oh good Lord. God. There you go. Sorry. Like a lot of stuff highlighted. Yeah. yeah. Good idea it's cleansing of the race. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> have a private moment with Mein Kampf. <laughs> yeah. Now I got to hide my erection. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying you, you you don't like the meet and greets after a show? I mean, they're, they're few and far between. Like, it's not like I had like a, a rush of anybody coming over. But I don't even like standing there trying to, like, sell my CD. I don't. I mean, there's some yeah. people you come up and they talk to you. 
And they, in my opinion, they understand like, oh, even though I've just listened to him for whatever mm-hmm. amount of time, it, it still doesn't mean he knows me. They're, they, if something clicks in their mind socially, to just come up and say something like, hey, good show, I'd like a CD, we thought this, blah, 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 good luck, sure, and just sure. exit. And it's always very like, oh, great. But then there's some people that come up just to have a conversation yeah. with you. And mm. and not that, you know, who knows how he feels about it, because, you know, he did actually maybe know some a lot of those, sure, lot of those people. Sure. But like if someone comes up to have a conversation with you, and maybe just maybe two after a show, I'm just like, oh Jesus, give me away. And watching that movie where I was like, oh my god, like thirty, yeah, like oh, thirty yeah. before oh, and thirty yeah. after, yeah. Yeah. and also still the show in and the middle. They like, want to go hang out, whatever, and it's like, no, I don't want to, hang out. you know. Yeah. yeah, I actually yeah. have a really rough time just in normal day to day life, like having a long conversation with somebody who's not involved in comedy, just because I feel like they don't, they can't go like A to C. With just thinking, it's very like you have to go through every step of something with them. I mm-hmm. also feel, I find like it's a weird thing where sometimes where you don't want to be on all the time and be that guy. Mm-hmm. But then also if you're just sort of a normal guy, they kind of like oh this guy. It's like oh, I'm sorry, I'm not being <laughs> yeah, hilarious uh, at my daughter's soccer game or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah they, they give you the be, opposite. Yeah, they want it on. Yeah, <laughs> and you're trying to be a normal person or whatever. Have, have you ever had that? And I don't think I touched on this two weeks ago, but I'm, I'm experiencing this a lot lately. I have a friend, a, a recent friend, who feels like they have to be on. On mm-hmm. all the time sure and oh and they don't do comedy and they don't do comedy yeah. oh, and i'm like sure. i just want to shoot pool right yeah now, you yeah, know yeah, and yeah. then it's it gets to the point where it's really annoying what's the yeah. you know i always i always it's, <laughs> but then it's really good i'm like i don't know i kind of like yeah. what is it i always wonder in those situations i wonder if if they're just waiting for you to go, hey, you know, you should do stand up, like, oh, and then it would go away. Shit. They're be like, all right, I got, I finally got oh, cleared. I, I got, I got a signature on it. That's interesting. I never thought Maybe of it that way. It so oh, shut up. Yeah, here, come, come here and, and chew it. But, hey, but, but know that it could people. also go the out where you're like, dude, you're funny. He's like, oh. And, and maybe even to a friend, like, see, I told you he likes my bits. <laughs> you know, my, like, you were like, oh, God, no. Now it's even 10 times more than and a little more. And no parents like, so which of the things I did? Yeah. Did you, did you like most? Yeah, what did... And he's headlining like, the DC Improv in three weeks. Right away. <laughs> Speaking of your CD, I have a I have a love hate relationship with Huffington Post. Like I, I'm always okay. tweeting at them when they fuck up there. Like I just like they have, of course they have no idea who I am. You know, occasionally they'll retweet something I do, but they have no idea. But uh, Huffington Post gave your CD best CD of 2011. When did it come out? It was on yeah 2011. 2011. It was like a top one of the 10 best top ten, 10 thing. Sorry. Top is, ten. It is really. It was. I mean, it was great exposure. I didn't expect that. Yeah. I honestly had no expectations with that CD. What's the name of the CD? Uh, Dilation. Dilation. Yeah. Did you bring me a copy? I did. Not. <laughs> no, I don't. And nobody gets a copy. And, and, and now I don't even tell. You can't get it on iTunes. You can't get it on my website. Mine's for free. You know? Not even. Who knows if it's really even out there? Um, That's great. I think I wrote you like after I listened to it, just be like, I loved it. It's, I. Mean, I Really Thank you. I really appreciate it. I, I really didn't have any expectation when I went in and did it. I felt like I wasn't necessarily fully uh, prepared to do a CD, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's also the same as like doing an open mic where you're not fully prepared to like start doing standards. So I was like, I guess you just put out a CD and you hope it's yeah. good and you're just going to learn mm-hmm. the next time anyways, but you have to at some point do that first one. It, it works so like different from like, just other CDs. It's so free. It's like it is... As close as I've ever heard, and I've really listened to a lot of comedy CDs. Like it's the closest I've ever heard on CD, like what it's like to be at a comedy club. And oh, that's just, like, great! See a show happening because it's like 
it's so tangential and just uh-huh. riff riff and you are following the riffs and it's like that's closer but normally a comic will put out a cd and it's like just the hits back to back which is great yeah, like, that's sure. also awesome but there's there's never an attempt at like that's have a really that's awesome show. yeah it, like captured really well. that's what i always Thank thought you. about cds and dvds and even late night spots is they don't really capture that you know, it's it's polished and it's funny and it's good, but they don't. There just doesn't catch that vibe. I'm, when I, re- I recorded my CD a few months ago, and I fucked up a joke, and I left it in there, and because yeah. I had a riff with the guy who cr- some guy corrected me in the audience, <laughs> and then it just became a runner through the whole oh, CD. Yeah. So it, yeah, so I that's I love the. It's like you'd have that live. It's a moment that won't happen. Yeah, again. exactly. Yeah. It won't ever happen again. The other thing. Oh, go ahead. Just in terms of that, where sometimes you know you you write a joke that Conan does that doesn't work, mm. and, and you're like, oh shit. And sometimes they'll take it out or whatever. But sometimes you know him, he and Andy will fuck around after that show, <laughs> riffing off of it, and then you go, okay, well that joke has to stay in because that was because yeah, that works so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they, no, can't, they can't edit the yeah. ten minutes of riffing on it yeah, out of the show. Yeah. yeah, and it's such that is like just a fact, like a part of comedy that like. You, you don't even consider it till like really late in the game. It's like, oh, the like riffing on it not working is so much more fun than the joke. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I think that was the Carson thing that he was. Oh, yeah, so, so amazing great. at that. <laughs> yeah, to me, that's even a part of the joke. Like, if you, I, to me, it's all just the the show, anyway. So, like, even like leaving in jokes that never work. Not that it, you always have the same riff on it, right, right. but to me, there's something funny about doing like like. Now, now this sounds egotistical. I think there's something funny about having some bad jokes, you know. <laughs> Ironically, uh, I never have that uh, naturally. It's the show. It's not like the bits. Yeah, you it's almost I mean? like, like a, a scene that would just be in the movie. You're like, yeah, we we leave that in because it kind of just has a different that flow to it. That minute long scene in the movie of like the barista <laughs> yeah, making the guy's just, coffee, oh, <laughs> like, really unnecessary. Yeah, not even making coffee, just standing there. Like this is the worst oh, scene. You said vanilla latte. I'm sorry. I I was thinking about my band. <laughs> I was somewhere else. The, um, other, the other Huffington Post thing when I, when I was uh, hate tweeting at them. You guys are wrong. <laughs> Maybe top 40, but I think I just coined a phrase, hate tweeting. I don't think I... <laughs> you guys are really into women's rights. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I was uh, there. They were doing a thing on Louis, and they were like, "Check out this new, check out this old clip from Catch a Rising Star at Louis in 1986." Oh, yeah. And we click on it, and it's Brian Kylie hosting the show. I was like, "Oh, that's Brian! That's awesome!" So many people say, "I saw you on this thing, introducing," and, and all I'm doing is, you know, whatever. Welcome, here's Louis C.K. But it's just funny that people. Wow. I mean, so many. People, he's so huge. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you introduce me to Louis? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Do, yeah. You, do you still talk? Does he? How's he doing? Do you? <laughs> do you what are his digits? <laughs> That's so how was like the uh, um, that ca- that catch that was that was that New York or was that was Boston? That was, in that was Boston. Boston. Yeah, well, that was in Cambridge. We had the there's the catch the catch star, star there. there. By the way, the, what a declined club that had that because that was such a hot club in the 70s and 80s and it's legendary. Mm-hmm. And now that brand is just on a B level club now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened. You know, I don't know. Can you really expect to have a club to have? Longevity. Yes, no, I mean, longevity. Longevity. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you longevity. Say, you say longevity funny. What? Is, Most, what is you it? know what? Now this is where he's right. No, no, no. <laughs> Am I saying it right? Are you longevity. Doing, are you longevity. I'm I, illiterate, guys. But I, and like I find long... you making fun of that illness. Hilarious. <laughs> this is where we all started. Elementary school. 
You can expect it's hilarious. That a, I really had that wrong. You can expect that with a guy who has a silent N in his name. There's no silent yeah. N's. Yout. <laughs> Yunt. Yout. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Like Riffing on catch. Sorry. Can you say that? Uh, uh, <laughs> Can I call back to something else? Yes, change it. Change that so, callback. When you were at Conan, when, especially in the, in the, when you were at all those years ago, when you were beginning at Conan and, and, and having to really put in those hours in the beginning, were you still getting time to get out at night? Uh, you know what? To I, do stand-up? I, I did uh, somewhat, but here, you know, here's the problem is that they'd say, okay, you've got a spot at you know, uh, 1120. And it's like, it's just too late. You yeah. Know, because what happens is you do your set and you're always kind of wound up after you do yeah. your show and you just can't go home and go right to sleep and then it, it's one of the whatever and then you have a shitty day the next day because you're tired and then I, so I was so afraid of just fucking up my day gig that I I would do spots I, there was a spot that I used to do at Caroline's they had a 9.30 show on Tuesday and they would put me on first or second and this guy would go on this host would go on and he used to do this five-minute bit about taking a shit. <laughs> and I, at first, I bummed out. this like, oh, I have to follow that. And he do it, did it like every week. And then I realized the crowd hated that bit and hated <laughs> him. So it actually it was, you know, sometimes they have a set where you walk on and they're just so happy. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This is great. Oh, and it happened, so it was like almost like this <laughs> weekly thing. And I would go on and I would do my set and I would quickly get the, you know, the 10 o'clock train home. And it was, you know, it worked out perfectly. But I couldn't do sets much later than that. Yeah. So I usually did a couple spots during the week, and then, um, and then on the weekends, I'd, you know, I'd have a regular. And plus, I it was close enough; I could drive to Boston and do show, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. So, um, but it's just harder here. Like in New York, you could do two or three shows in a night. Mm-hmm. Here, it's just so difficult. Everything's so <laughs> spread out. They don't know. You don't know what time you're going on. Yeah. Yeah. Your show, and you're like. Well, that's it. And, you know, it just, <laughs> it just takes longer to develop your stuff, I find. And I had a rare occasion where I was at the Ice House at the 8 o'clock show and the Improv at the 10 o'clock show the other night. I was nice. like, wow, that's a, that, that'll happen once every two years. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> How are you enjoying the L.A., like just starting to do clubs out here, I guess? I am. You know, there's, there's a lot of sort of alternative rooms. You know, and, yeah. and there are certain rooms I found when I first went, they were kind of like looking at me like, oh, jokes. but i find certain rooms like if you just slow it down and you do each joke as though it was a story Uh they're like it's the same shit and they're like oh okay yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. just change your pace a little bit Uh uh-oh somebody wrote something down with the pope the other day (laughs) you know playing xbox (laughs) i feel like some of those audiences can be that way uh they're almost like that. No, I feel like it definitely like hipster shows in New York. There's definitely this like, all right, what do you got? But if you're just aggressively like, shut the fuck up. They're like, oh, okay, all right, I like him. And it's you're just like, why do you? Why do I need to be mean to you to get you to like like it? You know, oh, you do that shut the fuck up bit. Yeah, very good. I no, like I it. Hate you. I like it when he threw his beer at that woman. It was funny. After that, it just really opened up the whole space. That woman comes up to after the show I just loved, loved when you smashed do you have any what's your name are you online you oh I'm gonna tell my friends do you have an email would you, you, have you have sign my beer bottle yeah. would you sign my beer bottle now I have to go to the hospital I have a couple <laughs> stitches but you were funny yeah. speaking of beers uh, if you, when you catch uh, 
Rory Scovel's set on Conan that I'll post. Uh, oh. You brought a beer out on, on Conan. Yeah, I did. I loved that. I, I don't know why I love that, they, but I love that. They no, I, I wrote. Uh, I told JP. I was like, I kind of think this guy. Um, doing a character like i did a southern character uh so i kind of wore what i thought that guy would wear and talk the way because i'll do it that sometimes on the road too i'll just do a whole thing as as this guy well when you started talking with that southern accent i was kind of like oh i didn't know that you know yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) the oddest choice that you do is that it's so like it's not over the top it's just a version of you when i that's (laughs) why your jokes yeah when i totally worked it was great when you guys were at the tonight show uh jp was in new york doing like auditions like and so i went out and i was like yeah i want to do like a character and he was like well we don't really have characters on the show and i was like well it's not like a character i was like if you've never seen me you would think that's who i was it's not like i'm clearly have on like a wig or like anything that's like just a giveaway and he was like all right maybe do it and we'll just see how it goes and i went out and i just i did my whole set like this and i just talked about how much i I just did that the whole time it's a totally different one and then afterwards he goes i see what you mean he's like everyone at the show thought that's who you were i was like yeah "Yeah." i was like it's still my jokes i just kind of think it's funny to not do it as myself and no one has ever let me... Do, I've tried to do it... Like Early on, I wanted to do characters, and JP was the first one to be like, all right, we're going to get a date. Do you want Now, do you want to do you? Do you want to do that <laughs> southern guy? Do you want to be... I was like, oh, I totally want to do this southern guy. So did they say anything about you drinking or anything? Were they... No, they, I said, I was like, I think this guy would have a beer. And JP's like, all right, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out like what the beer will be and what's in it. And I went... I think it was like O'Doul's. I don't think they let me genuinely have... Because I, I guess that's a real rule. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The, There's the real something about are. the extra like sound of like the like lip smacking you take. I, a quick lip. Yeah, and I feel like even just the because so it makes no sense, right, to do five minutes and <laughs> yeah, like that, actually have a water or anything. Yeah, yeah. It actually but says you're I, a raging alcoholic yeah, if you can't leave your beer kinda, for five minutes. <laughs> I kind of wanted to look like maybe someone was like, "Oh my god, the comic didn't show up." Ran into a bar <laughs> across the studio. I was like, "Can you?" He's like, "Well, I'll, I'll do it," and like actually goes out with his beer. Like, "Hey, okay." <laughs> so I, I think I just kind of thought of that like I wanted to look like maybe a guy just sure. got grabbed and just still was like, "Well, I'm taking this." <laughs> that idea. This is going to be completely out of left field, but I assume you've all seen The King of Comedy. Uh, no, De Niro. De Niro. Yeah, yeah, Rupert Pumpkin. Rupert Pumpkin. Like to me, it always kind of ruined it that he did really well on that. Day. Like I oh, think, cause I... It, like say they took somebody off the street. Sure. And who'd never done stand up? And before, they crush. And they just crush. Yeah, like, I'd be like, impossible. Can't right, be done. Right, right, like, yeah. Cannot yeah. be done. Like, so that always just made me go, no. The real, the real movie to me would be like him fucking just bombing, being off. Like, I disagree. I disagree. I think that him. And did you see it, Brian? I I saw it. When I, I didn't see it. Ago, it's Brian, great. It's good. I know of it. I've it's never good. seen it. But I think we're all sold on it. I think it was yeah, good because crazy. he's great because he did it. He did all like real stuff. It wasn't jokes. He was literally telling. He was like, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad to be here. You know, the host is in my basement. Ha ha ha. But he, <laughs> the host was in his basement. You know, yeah, like that's yeah, yeah. that's what I liked like, about it. Ruin it, but I just always was like. I just would have loved to see him just like after that whole time, an hour and a half of not life, be good. I can't wait for it and wearing his whole life in his mind and then just not do it. Plus, if you're if you're hanging out with Sandra Bernhard, you're probably <laughs> you're probably gonna get less funny <laughs> as you I go. Have done a jazz interpretation of a joke <laughs> and beat the crap out of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan. I'd like to see that again. I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah, now I'm I'm now I'm inspired to see it. 
Well, uh, all right. So this is great. I'm glad you guys. Uh, I'm glad you guys made it on, man. I had a good time. Yeah, thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, before we wrap up, just for listeners, I have to apologize for the last uh, show where I had to tell this. Uh, I had a lot of comics on who I surf with, and so we talked about surfing. So I apologize for the crapping in the wetsuit story. I got a lot of a lot of emails about that. But what are you gonna do? It, it, it was it's a good story. That <laughs> happens. <laughs> this is how he gets us to go check out the previous. Yeah, exactly. ah, well, if you want to hear it, yeah, listen listen to the story before you come on. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks uh, everybody for listening. Um, at Murray V on Twitter. Keep those reviews on iTunes coming. I really do appreciate it, and uh, I appreciate. I I think. I'm pretty sure I get back to every email. Um, if I missed you, hit me up again. Um, and that's it. And thanks for spreading the word, guys. Thanks a lot for coming out. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This is a lot of fun. Thank you very much. 